English with Rob. Hi everyone, it's Rob. Welcome back to the English with Rob podcast, or welcome for the first time if you're a new listener. I'm very happy to have you. You look fantastic today. Okay, that's my intro. <laughs>、uh, let me now introduce my guest teacher for today. It's Cara Leopold from LeoListening.com. Hi, Cara. How are you? Hi, Rob. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. Okay, that's that out the way. Now we now we can be more relaxed. <laughs> Everybody, you're going to hear a mild Scottish accent today. Cara's from Scotland.、Uh, she lives in France in a small town in the east of France. And her specialty in English teaching is teaching English or teaching you how to learn English through TV's TV shows and movies. So that is our theme for today. So、uh, first, I'm going to ask you, Cara,、um, why do you hate the TV show Friends and the movie Grease? It's something that、uh, you've mentioned on other podcasts, and that、uh, is actually on your website.、Um, So we're going to talk about TV and movies, but these are two that you don't like. What, what, what do you not like about Friends, the TV show Friends?、Um, just it's like the worst '90s nostalgia that I think we can just do without. So since Friends came out, there have there has been、um, some people refer to it as the golden age of television. So kind of the the these kind of first twenty years of the. Of the twenty first century, the the beginning part that we've lived through, that saw like a lot of really,、um, really good TV shows come out. So things like I'm thinking of series like Six Feet Under, The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, like all these big kind of almost like cinematic productions.、Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's loads more that we could add. There's so much content out there in terms of TV shows, but TV got really good, and. So it just seems really strange to me、um, to like fixate on Friends and and oh gosh, we've all seen Friends. I've、like, all seen all the episodes twice at this point, at least, because、mm. there's so many repeats of Friends or reruns, as the Americans call them. And it's just it's just time to move on. It's time to move on. Okay, so you don't、um, you don't have a problem. It's not the the show that you don't like. It's just you've had enough of it. It's like. Hadn't had enough of it, and I think we've done so much better since then. And there's so much more to discover. And yeah, time time for something else.、Hmm. Yeah, I sort of agree, but I can't. I ha- it is classic. It is a, a that and Seinfeld. By the way, everybody, we are going to list so many TV shows today.、Um, so get a pen and paper ready.、Uh, <laughs> maybe some of them you know, maybe some of them you don't.、Uh, but we'll certainly recommend some.、Uh, but yeah, I would say、uh, Seinfeld, Friends, and then for me, the next classic American sitcom was The Office, The American Office. The American Office. Well, why? What? Wait, what? Why? Yeah. But there's the British Office, Rob. What are you? What are you saying here? You just went straight to the American version. What? Well, we were talking about? about classic American sitcoms. I think classic American and classic British sitcoms are very different things. Oh, let's explain sitcom, a situation comedy. So it's basically、mm. a, a comedy TV show. Normally, they are half an hour, twenty minutes. Sometimes forty-five、yep. minutes long.、Uh, this is like the genre sitcoms,、um, but yeah,、I've, the 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 same with many British and American things which exist, sort of the same thing, but a British version and an American version. They're very different, and the British Office is this kind of humor which I do like, where it's an it's funny because it makes you feel uncomfortable、mm. because you recognize. The the characters and the uncomfortable situation from real life, and so there's the Office, the UK Office.、Um, Alan Partridge is another one of those. Yeah. What yeah. else is there like that?、Um, what other ones are there? I would say Red Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf,、um, yeah. In the sense that Red Dwarf is essentially so it takes place on a spaceship. However, it's. The comedy comes from the fact that there's four or five people who have very different personalities, and they just 
annoy each other and that creates sort of difficult and funny situations. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like the jokes and the funny lines. It's more like, oh, I, I don't like what you're doing right now. And, and that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that, is a, that is a work situation. They're on that spaceship mm. or for work purposes. In fact, it's a bit like Alien. You know, they're in space because they're working for like a, a mining company or something. Like it sounds exciting to be in space, but actually it would be quite boring on some level if it's just like, you're just transporting stuff like you would in a van, but yeah. it's in a spaceship. The, now, the, so. the, what makes that show interesting is that, I mean, they were working for a mining company, mm. but then, okay, I'm going to spoil the first episode for anybody who wants to go, go and watch it. Red Dwarf. It. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the situation. It's the sit in the sitcom. So they are in space working for a mining company. And then... Um, one of them gets put into stasis, meaning his life is frozen. And mm. one of them is a, is a, basically, they've been on this spaceship for millions of years. Is it millions or hundreds of thousands of years? It's It's been a long time. Yeah, and it's been, the spaceship but, but has been yeah. drifting through space. Sorry to interrupt. And um, everybody else is dead, apart from this mm -hmm. one guy who was in a stasis machine, a guy who's a hologram, a guy who is a cat, which evolved <laughs> from all the cats the original cats but it evolved like monkeys well no monkeys didn't evolve but like you know like ape form type humans have formed into uh the humans evolved into the humans we are today so the cat the cats evolved into human-like cats and there's a robot so <laughs> they're very different mm -hmm. people and there's a lot to annoy each other about yeah 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 definitely the, the, and the two main characters the one who was in stasis and the guy who's a hologram they were roommates mm -hmm. before everything the thing that happened whatever that happened that happened but they're very different personalities so one is like really laid back and just doesn't really care about things the other one is really anally retentive and takes things very seriously yeah but they do kind of they, they do kind of like each other on some level but they also really wind each other up they really annoy each other with their behavior because they're just so different. Yeah, and that that's a trait of British comedies, I think. People, oh, that, you know what? Peep, peep uh, show, peep show mm. would be the, another example of two very different, like two different personalities. Um, yeah. Yeah. And an, a really awkward series to watch. I actually have trouble watching peep show because some of, some it's, it goes a bit too far sometimes, frankly for me oh i feel that um, way about the off the british office it's too not too awkward but just i really recognize some of those like tropes of people that they, <laughs> they do yeah but going oh, back to, okay going back to, but i really like the american office it, and this is another thing with with mm, no i want to talk about that later between <laughs> british and american stuff suspense it, yeah it's a word okay so in america there's often like 26 episodes and in the uk mm. there's just six and quality over quantity well the american office though they, they really get into a lot of the characters I, I just i just like it a lot and which is weird for me because normally i don't like american sitcoms but what i don't like about them is the laughing the laugh track uh or it's called um, canned laughter like laughter in a can how do yeah. you feel about that <sighs> Have you ever seen, I think I've seen videos where they've taken series like Big Bang Theory, another famous American sitcom, and they've removed that laugh track, that canned laughter. And the scenes aren't even really that funny. It's kind of like they give <laughs> you the canned laughter to tell you when to laugh. But it's like, surely if the series was funny, then I would just laugh anyway. Why do I need to be prompted to laugh exactly mm. exactly and i love this move away from the canned laughter now or the or the studio audience the like there's another show called modern family which is um a, like a relatively new actually it's not new because the, the kids started off as children in the show and now they're <laughs> adults so it's but it's still going not that new, new it's not that new but it's it's still current it's still on they're still making new ones and yeah, yeah there's no yeah, canned laughter true. in that and i i much prefer that uh okay so that was uh why don't you like friends and uh chat about a very sitcoms. long answer wasn't it like we went down a whole lot of you know avenues there this is good uh this is natural conversation this is what english english learners need okay this is what you do at the pub yeah yeah we're at the pub 
but without rant incoherently drinks or uh, <laughs> I'm in my basement and you're in a, in a cupboard I think right yeah Cara's in a cupboard for the good sound thank you such commitment to the podcast uh, now we're going to do some useful vocabulary about watching tv shows Okay, so I've not got much useful vocabulary here because I think we're going to talk about a lot a lot of uh, different TV shows, but just about watching TV, something that I find my students often uh, mistake is the difference between to watch, to look and to see. Mm. So with TV, it's always to watch TV or to watch a film, right? Exactly. Yeah. You, the thing to do is to learn these words together mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and bingo. <laughs> so, you know, a movie, well, you know, what are the verbs that go with movie? You can stream a movie, you can watch a movie. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, we used to rent movies from Blockbuster Video or from like in my town, like the random video shop village, really. You had the, the video shop still in the 90s. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, rent a, stream a movie, rent a movie. Um, and then when you after you have watched it you can say i've seen it have you seen that movie so when you're at the video shop uh when the video shops existed or when you're sitting with someone and you're flicking through netflix you can say no i've seen that one i've already seen it let's we watch this no i've seen it already that's weird that we do that and we also go to the cinema to see movies yeah or watch them why is it so complicated mm. of course people get mixed up yes well you can but then look, one of the mistakes I hear is, oh, I've looked, I've looked that movie or, or I'm going to look the TV. But to look just means to, you know, point your eyes in that direction. Like, hey, look at that. Look at this. Look, what's that? Like instructing yeah, whereas watching to look. Is, yeah, you're right. It's, it's kind of like something maybe a bit temporary or whereas, you know, when you sit down to watch a movie, you know, you are there for like two hours. Yeah, for a long in, time. In front of it. Yeah, it's more... A look is like a sort of glance just quickly. I looked at the cover of the DVD and decided not to watch the movie because... Because you know, it had Nicholas Cage I didn't, in it. didn't like the... Just didn't like the cover. Um, that's a, yeah, a yeah. short look, whereas, yeah, watching is more involved, I guess. Right. So you can watch not only TVs and movies, but you can, like, watch a football game. You can sit in mm. the park and just watch the people go by. Or if you, you can, can... You can do something crazy like juggling you might say hey watch this and then start to juggle i'm juggling right now by the way oh, so <laughs> we're not doing video so it's wasted um and then see see is more about like the ability to see like can you see this can you see that uh i'm, I'm not a tall guy so when i go to concerts often i can't see i can't see the stage <laughs> so i have oh, to no, oh, poor poor you yeah yeah poor me um it's not it's not that bad i'm i'm quite tall so i don't always have this problem but there's always a bloke who's taller always at concert oh yeah there's always mm. someone taller <laughs> there's, there's always there, there's rarely someone smaller than me in fact blokes wise yeah bloke hmm it's kind of uh slang for man right bloke yeah i've not heard bloke for a long time people not <laughs> people don't say bloke here in germany with the um, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say in the UK. I was panicking, like, okay, I know I haven't. No, 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 bloke. While, I love the come word. on. Oh, look at that bloke. What's that bloke doing? Bloke, yeah. People living in the UK, I'm sure, maybe you've heard that slang already. Uh, okay, so yeah, there's look, watch, look, see, which we've gone through a little bit. Okay, Cara, what is the thing you have in your hand when you're watching TV, which controls the TV? Oh, so the official term would be a remote control mm -hmm. or a TV remote or even just a, a remote. But um, when I was a teenager, I used to babysit for my neighbours. And so, you know, they would let me watch TV while I was, do while I was doing that. Hard, like. such hard work, well, yeah. watch, getting paid to watch TV. And like they would refer to the remote, like they'd always be looking for it, you know. Um, and they would refer to it with weird names like the flicker dicker or the, the 
the channel changer or the I don't know like sometimes people have these weird um words yeah. for a remote control family words for everything there it's sometimes the word that is specific to your family but maybe we should spread that okay learners <laughs> the thing you use to change the tv station or to control the tv it's called a flicker dicker okay yeah. so there you go now everybody's going to call it a flicker dicker i like that um, yeah, please, please, please don't. <laughs> that shouldn't. That shouldn't catch on. That no, actually, <laughs> now that I say it, it does sound like it might be a euphemism for something a bit rude. Sounds rude, doesn't mm, it? Does yeah. Sound a bit rude. Okay. I swear they used to say that. Is that weird? Oh. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's called the remote control. Is the full word, but normally people call it the remote. Where's the remote? We, you know mm. what? We're always looking for the remote in our house, and they're always black. And I don't, I don't, why don't they make them like bright yellow or bright orange so you can easily see them? Ah, with like a siren or something. <laughs> a flashing light, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And having some great ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> new words, new concepts for the remote control. We're going to change <laughs> the face of TV and movie viewing uh, just with this podcast. For, for, forever. You know, our remote control is so unreliable. Like the buttons don't work anymore and... Ah. Even changing the battery doesn't help. So we've actually downloaded an app that that replaces the like physical remote. So kind of our telephone, our our phones are now our remotes. Uh, yeah, I did well, have I mean, that. I, I have that as a backup. Like I can do it with mine, but I feel like I'm looking at my phone enough all day. And especially with kids uh, in the house, I'm, I always try to avoid looking at my phone too much. So I'm like, oh, that's just another reason to look at my phone. I don't want to do that. So we, okay, uh, but our remote yeah. is also a bit, battered in that the battery um you know the the door the the, the plastic thing that comes off to cover the batteries battery cover mm. that's the word i'm looking for doesn't stay on anymore so it's got some tape over it and um we've got rainbow seller tape so it, it does help to find the tv remote with that actually yeah, you can see see it a bit better but oh yeah remotes there's planned obsolescence now for remote controls it's just to force you to buy a new one. Oh, what we're going Whereas to it... have to use our phones for it <laughs> I don't know or like uh or is it just to like sell more remote controls or something that they don't last that long or maybe we watch too much tv and we're just like pressing the buttons too often or something mm. or know. like slamming the remote control on the floor every time boris johnson comes on the tv <laughs> or something that happens well it doesn't happen too often in france thankfully but <laughs> well <laughs> there's other people that come on the tv in france that make you a bit annoyed but um that's a topic for another day uh, yeah, okay, no, I'll write that. we'll do that. We'll <laughs> do that. <laughs> who, who do you hate on TV? You know what? There's a thing about hating people on TV. Uh, like I, I don't really like reality TV shows, but mm. my wife really likes reality TV shows. But mm. it's like, so I, I watch shows because I want to watch people that I like, that I admire. And she right. watches shows and I don't, I'm not going to say she enjoys it, but there's something about not liking someone or finding someone annoying in a reality TV show that is captivating in some way. I think that's why reality TV is popular. But that's, I think that's also why, like how they recruit people for these shows and how they edit them to make some people look bad. Definitely. I can, um, yeah. Like we watch, um, Coranta is the French version of Survivor. So that's like kind of one of the original reality TV shows and it's still very popular here in France. And right now they're doing like a spin-off version where they're bringing back kind of like the legends of Coranta. So it's people who've won it previously or who were finalists or something. And then they become celebrities um, from that, right? Outside of the well, TV Well, some of them, some of them like, like are like D-list celebrities through um, Coranta. But that's a show where often like, uh, you can see they kind of choose people they always there's always somebody who thinks they're really clever and they're kind of like manipulating everybody and then they just get voted off because everybody else like understood exactly what they were doing <laughs> so mm. um yeah it's uh attracts some weird people but then i guess they're chosen deliberately by the producers and the yeah. other people who make the show to make it like exciting and there's tension and look this person is definitely manipulative and they yeah. want the personality clashes. Otherwise, you know, if you mm. just watch a, a group of friends, then it's, oh, wow, that's why the TV show Friends is no good. Ah. That's, anyway. Yeah, it's too boring. It's much better to 
watch people who are sleep de- deprived, food deprived, yeah, and have <laughs> stuck to, on an island, have to eat spiders, who, and who hate each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so the last thing on my um, useful vocabulary list is about British and American differences in vocabulary. The different words that they like to say in the UK and the USA. In the USA and the UK, there are different words that they like to say. Okay, so American and UK differences. Um, so, in the UK, when a show comes out, a TV show, it's uh, mm. it, there's a brand new. What is it called, Cara? Um, a brand new, uh, brand a brand new show, a brand new release. Oh, brand, okay. What do we call? It? Uh, well, I was so <laughs> that wasn't very clear. I'm thinking of the word series. A brand new series, oh, okay. like the first, yeah. the first series of uh, the Office was better than the second series of the Office. And ah, well, don't we don't we refer to that as a season, or is that what Americans call it? Well, Do I not know how to speak English? That's <laughs> the difference. That's I pre- ah. pretty sure that's the difference. Um, Americans call them seasons, and in English we call it British English. It's series. Um, okay. Yeah. And usually, well, this is just a difference in uh, TV production that British series are usually six or seven, ten maximum episodes. And American seasons mm-hmm. can be like between 10 and 20, 25 or something, which is frustrating yeah. because I wish there are some UK TV shows that I wish <laughs> had the style of American shows where there were so many, uh, so many more episodes, but it's not done that way. And then what is the uh, so that's a TV show. And if you watch something longer at the cinema, it's mm. a... It's a it's a movie, isn't it? It's a movie. But is that the American word or the British word? I would say that's the American word. It's, but it's kind of the international word, really. Now it is. And I find myself yeah. um, saying movie all the time. But mm. the, the traditional... Maybe it's changed now. So... British film, American movie. And, Mm. you know, back when I was a kid, if I'd have said movie, uh, my parents would have said, stop speaking American. Uh, Well, that's not true. Stop being so pretentious. (laughs) Who do you think you are? You've been watching too much TV. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And it's like saying uh, mall instead of shopping center. I think that is still a very American word, mall. I, I would but, never say that. I am definitely influenced by a lot of American vocabulary, but I'd never say I'm going to the mall. So that one is it sounds yet to like take I'm over, yeah. But I think living in the eighties yeah. or something <laughs> in in the US, which has never been the case. So yeah, I think movie has taken not taken over, but it's definitely part of British. Well, we can't really talk, can we? Because we've not lived in the UK for a long time. Um, okay, uh, English learners living in the UK. I wonder what's your take. Do you, do you hear people, British people, say movie, or are they firmly sticking with film? Anyway, you might hear both. And as an English learner, you can choose film or movie. Yeah, you can choose. I would just add that I think that if you say film, because if you think about the way that we use film, for example, the the festival in Cannes, the film festival, we don't call it a movie festival, we call it a film festival. Mm. Because the films, are, they're not sort of like superhero blockbusters. They are, you know, independent films or kind of art house films. So yeah. uh, they're not these big Hollywood blockbusters. So if you do say film, kind of in addition to it being more the British word, it also suggests a, ter- a certain type of movie that mm. might be a bit more kind of artistic and... Highbrow. Highbrow, yeah, that's a good word. Gosh, look at us. There you go. There's um, some useful vocabulary, useful adjectives for the, for, for you guys. Um, if something is highbrow or it means it's, it's more, for more like more of a thinking movie more for intellectual yeah, people very sophisticated yeah you know and uh, maybe yeah. there's a message you know maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's about some important issue yeah mm. it's not uh batman fighting superman for example not very highbrow 
Yeah, it's well, the opposite, of course, is lowbrow. Yeah, can watch. So, and, and I enjoy both. Um, you know, sometimes I'm in, I'm in the mood for something highbrow. I want to educate myself, or sometimes I've had a busy day, just want to watch something lowbrow. So I'll put on. Uh, nothing's coming to my head right now. Uh, yeah, a superhero film, I suppose. A super, yeah, a superhero film would be a good example. Well, I mean, I run a movie club and I call it a movie club, not a film club, but we definitely watch films rather than movies because we are interested in discussing kind of deep topics. And I mean, we they're not all as serious, you know, that serious or whatever, but still, yeah, I think if you... Yeah, if we were just watching superhero movies, it wouldn't really be very useful for sort of English learning and, and, and expressing ourselves about the movies and stuff like this, because I don't think there's enough to say or yeah. to learn or to, to kind of connect with, you know? Um, yeah. So, and that's what's important for me is really watching films where you connect with the language and the culture and, and other people, because there is something to say. So if it's just all explosions, then no thanks you know and then also you might end up speaking in these um very <laughs> succinct like uh quotable lines like uh, someone says hey you know you you speak like you learned english with the movies and you might say the hell i do <laughs> or something like that of like very movie <laughs> superhero dramatic one-line uh, quotes things like that yeah. okay i think i think um that terrible line from me means it's time to do something else. So, Cara, I want to know a lot about um, your ideas about learning from TV shows and movies. And uh, so I've got some conversation questions for you. That's the wrong jingle. Is this one. Let's have the conversation. Let's talk. Let's chat. Let's have the conversation about this and that. Let's have the conversation. Just me and you. Yeah, have the conversation, that's what we're gonna do. Alright, let's have a conversation about watching TV and, and how we can use it to, to learn English. So, my first question is, um, why are native speakers hard to understand? Because this is one thing that's going to help us to get around by watching TV and movies, is is understanding native english speakers so why are they hard to understand why are we <laughs> hard why, to understand why are pe people like well we're, we're, we're maybe not good examples because we are english teachers so we know how to modify the way we speak to make it easier for people whereas the average native speaker who has never taught english as a foreign language just has no conception really of the fact that the way they talk just normally is really hard to understand. So they have no idea, for instance, that they're using words like bloke. Yeah. Because it's just so natural and normal in everyday conversation to use that word that it might never occur to you that you would need to replace it with man, for instance, which might sound a bit odd in kind of informal conversation. So, I mean, there's words but there's more to it than words. Like we don't want to get too hung up on, on words. Um, I mean, the big thing that happens is that words change and it's often the words you know that change the most. And this is the really frustrating part, right? Because we think we can maybe solve the problem with just adding more words. So like an assumption might be, well, if I'm missing things, it's because I don't know the words or maybe I don't know the grammar. So if I just add more like if i have a thousand words now and i go up to ten thousand then that will solve the problem and it's not actually what happens mm. yeah even um, even like oh you said bloke so i need to learn slang now as well but yeah it's not, it's not, it's not the case is it <laughs> yeah it's not it's not always the case that it, like well in conversation you know people people are quite boring really in their conversation aren't they and they just use the same words all the time and talk about the same topics so often we're only using about 2,000 3,000 words it's not like in writing where you can see a much more diverse range of words um we really focus on on the sort of core vocabulary that you really need to yeah to to talk to people because we you know in conversation it's not about showing how clever you are and how many words you know it's about 
um, building relationships with your friends, your family, your colleagues, whatever. And if you started using lots of fancy words, like from a TED talk or something, then that would be really just like pretentious and weird yeah, for everybody. Definitely. So <laughs> you're sticking to like basic words. And these are the words that you're kind of changing. So often we chop off bits of words or we blend words and sounds together just because it makes it easier for us to talk. And like I said, when we're just chatting, we're not interested in like really perfect communication. It's just about building relationships. So what we're interested in is just getting our message across quickly and not worrying about it sounding, you know, uh, beautifully articulated or something so we, we something there you go that's an example so it'd be you know <laughs> people don't say something you know when you go on the like the Macmillan dictionary or the Cambridge dictionary and play the little recording it'll be like something it I can't even do it in my accent because I say something yeah and the, the because like more common uh part of that is is weak forms so everybody learns mm. in at and an and they learn and but we rarely say those full words we say un or you know we shorten it we shorten it yeah and is a really good example because it's very rare to hear and unless somebody is emphasizing it for a particular reason yeah so you could could happen you, you sound either most... too pretentious or like you're <laughs> exaggerating and emphasizing everything if you always use and instead of un yeah, because yeah, that gets reduced just to mm, just the the the, the sound. Mm. Um, you you don't even you don't even pronounce the 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 d or the the the, the a. It's not really an a. <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends. It's a a schwa sound if you you know und. Even that's weird to say it that way. Uh -huh. Um. So yeah, all these there's a lot of frequent words that change a lot basically. I was trying to think of the other weak forms. There are so many. In fact, I should make a video about weak forms because it's yeah, really Yeah, that useful. would be really, yeah, that would be useful. And sometimes there are multiple weak forms. I mean, good examples are, it's usually these grammatical words. So articles are, are one. So we don't say a or the, we say mm. uh and the. Right. And there and are times, they, go on, sorry. Mm. I was going to say they can even get reduced even even further but yeah articles prepositions auxiliary verbs all of those have have weak forms that are sometimes like really really reduced in in normal speech yeah yeah so all of those things make it difficult to follow native english speakers so my next question is how why why are you recommending to use tv shows and movies to combat that to combat that. Well, I mean, you could argue that it's a, it's a bad idea on certain levels because movies do lack some things that we have in normal, natural conversation. So in conversation, there's a lot of redundancy and repetition. So, you know, native speakers use all these kinds of filler phrases and expressions like, you know, I just said it as I was thinking about that or like. So these are words that don't really mean anything, but it's just something you say when you're thinking and you're planning what you're going to say next. And obviously people pause and they hesitate and they backtrack. So they might start saying something and then change their mind or whatever, or people interrupt each other. So you don't have a lot of that mess in movie dialogue. So you could argue that it's a bit less realistic, but then you can kind of concentrate more on on the dialogue itself when you don't have all this extra stuff but movies are definitely one of the most challenging things you can listen to for sure mm. but that makes it interesting because then when you do hear people talking it should be a bit easier like if you train with something harder it can make it easier but really though you should use them if you like watching them like i wouldn't force someone who doesn't like watching movies to watch movies i think it would just be counterproductive well yeah so, that's that's the 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 great thing about movies is that I think most people can find a movie or a TV show or even, you know, a documentary that is going to mm. interest them. And because English is a language which is so popular, um, mm. you can find almost anything you like. Really. Yeah, there's something for everybody. I mean, it's almost it's almost too much. In fact, it's almost a bit like 
daunting. There's a posh word. Daunting, daunting because you're like, yes. yeah. Because it's like, um, okay, you go on Netflix and there's just so much. You might not know where to start or like what would be a good choice for you as a learner because obviously some things are harder than others. So you might feel like, oh, I don't even know what to do or where to start and I'm just going to give up sort of thing. So it's, yeah, it's daunting or overwhelming, you know. Daunting, um, overwhelming. These words meaning uh, it's, mm. it's there's so much that I'm almost afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you, do, you just don't know what to what to do kind of thing. Um but, but that said, I think most people end up, yeah, you can often end up finding something that, that suits you. And what's nice about TV series is then you're you're following something, well, I want to say week to week, but obviously in the age of streaming, yeah, it's, it's, not, like, really, it's not really what we do anymore, which no. is a shame. It's a shame because I think, um, you know, when I watch movies with my students, we actually give ourselves a month for each movie to really go quite deep into it so I'm not saying we're not like watching it every day but we're just kind of discussing it over a month and then working on particular scenes from the movie and it really gives us time to kind of you know absorb the messages and express ourselves about it so I think if you are watching a series it's good to pace yourself you know so instead of like watching all the episodes in one night it would be maybe more useful to kind of you know watch it once and then maybe watch it again or watch particular scenes again rather than trying to like binge as much as possible repeated watching Um, especially with learning english is one of the key things oh oh my phone's ringing um and i'm talking to you through my phone so um Ah. i'm gonna have to answer it i think is that right I, i don't know i can't see who it is because i'm on the zoom call um, hello? Hi, Rob. It's Luke again. Hi, how's it going? You all right, mate? Luke. I'm sorry. Luke, Luke who? You know, Luke, uh, Luke Thompson from Luke's English Podcast. Oh, right. Luke, yeah. H- how are you doing, Luke? How's the, how's the podcast going? I'm fine. Yeah, the podcast's going fine. Everything, yeah, it's going great. You know, just, you know, uh, Lepsters and Lepland and all that stuff. Yeah, it's going really well. Did you get a chance to think about maybe inviting me on to english with rob at some point is that, have you oh thought, maybe... yeah you wanted to come on my podcast right yeah i'd uh... love to be on you know just like all those other teachers you've had on you still haven't had me on so i just thought hey you know maybe it's time you know yeah you well me on, just, I'll, just I'll, I'll get around to it eventually luke i mean uh you know you're, you're on my list um just you know at some point i'll have an idea of what to chat about with you and i'll, I'll get you on I, I will at some point I'm, i don't know when but some point definitely um yeah but listen right. thanks for calling i've got to get back to 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 my my podcast right now okay all right rob all right yeah. well i'm i'm no, i'm always here yep. of course okay bye luke all right maybe next week then okay bye uh, well, not bye. next not next week no a few a few weeks okay but bye all right well just sometime soon it'll be great i'm looking forward to it yeah okay. it's gonna be really a really good episode okay rob okay yeah bye bye luke bye Okay. Sorry, Cara. That was. Uh, I, I, I hope you didn't hear that phone call. It was. It was. You might know him actually, Luke. Luke's English podcast. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Okay, so back to my questions. Um, how can we achieve subtitle freedom? Because I know that in your in your teaching. How does it work? Because subtitles are a good thing or a bad thing for learning English with TVs, shows, and movies. Well, they they can be a, a good thing for sure. Like, um, well, the whole point is that if you've got subtitles, then you get feedback on what you're listening to. So, if you're doing any listening in any language, it's always good to have a way to sort of check your work, essentially. So, if you have, you know, a podcast with a transcript, that's like. A million times better than a podcast with no transcript, for instance. You know, I know not every oh, podcast has a transcript. Like this podcast doesn't have a transcript currently. Mm. Oh no. Okay. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't singling <laughs> you out, but um, still a good podcast. Uh, I hope. But uh, still yeah, a good podcast, just I, I don't have yeah. the time to do the transcripts. But most podcasts, when I do a video, I upload it to YouTube, and then YouTube 
automatically generates subtitles well, they're not 100 percent perfect but they can help sometimes yeah they're getting better those those youtube um closed captions and you can also search for videos that have um like like because yeah the, the machine does it if you see what i mean machine uh, the machine what is this machine behind youtube the machine kind of generates them automatically but then uh, some videos have had a human humans are still available for this kind of thing correct subtitles and like improve them and remove any errors um so you, you can find videos that are that are like that but yeah even the automatic ones are not bad these days so yeah i mean for, for your listening working in, in english or any language or whatever you, you always want to have that feedback in the form of, yeah, transcript, subtitles, YouTube, captions, whatever it is, because then you can check your work, which is, which is really cool. I mean, where, where subtitles kind of are less useful is, so some people might be in this situation, like you can't understand what you're watching, so you put the subtitles on mm-hmm. in order to understand, which is perfectly logical and perfectly reasonable, but then you just end up every time you watch something you just read the subtitles right so like that over time that could be counterproductive because if you get used to doing that all the time then you're not actually working on your listening skills to make it so that you can get rid of them eventually so that's yeah that's kind of the the where it can be a problem but otherwise they're great for checking your work and Learning new words, yes, but also becoming aware of like, you know, did I did I not understand this line in the movie because there's new words or because I just didn't understand the pronunciation of words I know. And most of the time it's going to be the second scenario where you don't understand mm-hmm. a word word or words or a phrase that you already know. So that's when they can be interesting and useful. Right. So use them but like as a tool. Yeah. Not as a as a crutch. Yeah, not as a and not all the time. So I mean you could um I have a colleague who suggests this. She teaches Italian and she just suggests to people to kind of play around with, you know, maybe you watch one scene with the subtitles and then you take you, you remove them and then you put them back on. I mean obviously if you're really struggling with something, definitely put them on. But then that also could be a sign that what you're the material you're using is too hard for you as well. Mm. So they just they give you information, you know, about yeah. about these kinds of things. I, I definitely use them in my German learning, um, and I I sort of watch, and then when I don't know a word, I go down and look at it. But you're right; it's it's difficult to not have the habit of reading them constantly, just mm. like going down to look at words. And you know, the pause button is great on the remote control. You know, you can just pause it and go back and find the word. And then put the yeah. subtitles on for a little bit to find the word you're looking for. Exactly. I mean, this is probably where people are like, oh, this doesn't sound so fun anymore. But this is kind of the point that like, um, if you just kind of watch the movie or the TV show like you would in your in your native language, or I mean, you can't, can you? Because it's in English. It's, 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 it's going to be challenging. And so there is an element of kind of using it for for study and that could involve you know coming back to things or like it obviously can involve the pleasure element of just watching something and being immersed in language well yeah it's it's more it's more enjoyable than just sitting with a pile of books at your desk trying to learn english you know yeah exactly exactly but there's also this other element of like going back and um yeah using using the subtitles as, as a tool and using the movie itself or the tv show itself as a as a learning tool so but that yeah that takes a little bit more effort for sure but that's i mean that's why i kind of come at it from the principle of like movies are better together so like all this is going to be easier if like for example you and another learner are watching the same tv show and you maybe meet up to talk about it and you can help each other with things that you found hard or maybe you're watching a tv show with your language tutor or language teacher in which case they can explain things and Mm -hmm you can discuss it together and that just just means you connect with it all a bit more deeply yeah um and so i would really encourage people not to do it all on their own really like obviously part of it can be on your own when you're just kind of watching the thing on netflix and just you know 
just kind of doing that immersion but it's also nice to kind of get together with people to, to discuss what you're watching and to sort of help each other understand it and to hear other people's perspective on it absolutely yeah nice yeah that's why uh, film clubs are such a good idea because you you, you don't just yeah. it's not just passive you know just sit there and watch it and take it in you then go on to discuss and it, it and, yeah. and use the vocabulary exactly. that you've learned you know again yeah yeah, I just have like a more rounded experience than just like, oh, I'll watch it once and then I forget about it and yeah, move uh -huh. on to the next thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of moving on to the next thing. Do you want to play a game? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a movie quote. Hey, do you want to play a game? <laughs> um, okay. So this is the film name's synonym game. And I've recycled this jingle. Film names. Synonyms game. Nicely done. Yeah, slick, huh? It used to be called the, what was it? The band name Synonyms Game from when I did a music podcast with Martin from Rock and Roll English. But now it's the film names Synonyms Game. Or if you're American, the movie names Synonyms Game. Or if you're a bit lowbrow also. Yeah. Actually, I think most, <laughs> of, these, uh, most of these films are quite lowbrow. Okay, so it's a Synonyms Game. The words mm -hmm. have changed, but the meaning's the same. So I've got some film names and then I got right. a thesaurus. Oh, God. And I've changed the words to a word that means the same, except if it's like the and of or any <laughs> any prepositions. All those grammatical words we were talking about earlier that change so much in yeah. fast speech. So those ones are the same. They've not changed. Okay. But the main words have changed. So... Okay. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of these. So <laughs> let's see if you let's see how you do. And listeners at home, see if you can uh, think of the film as well. Maybe after I've said the the synonyms title, maybe pause the podcast and see if you can think of synonyms that that could be the movie title. Okay, the first one is the rapid and the enraged. The Rapid and the Enraged. Well, that makes this lowbrow movie sound like a, a highbrow movie. Doesn't it? I believe, Rob, that this is The Fast and the Furious. That's not correct. Oh, oh sorry. I hit the wrong jingle. That's correct. Oh. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, they're the, okay. They're the wrong way around than I thought they were. Okay. That's correct. <laughs> the Rapid and the Enraged. So this is a good, great game, I think, for this podcast because people can learn synonyms. And yeah, sometimes if you find another word... It can sound more, you know, uh, highbrow, more like something from academic writing or something very descriptive. Yeah. So the rapid and the enraged. I'll say that more clearly. The rapid and the enraged. The fast and the furious. Well done. Here's number two. Dwelling solo. Dwelling solo. Now, maybe you're experiencing. Think... Go on. Nothing's coming to me, yeah. Okay. So dwelling, I'm thinking living. Yeah, this is a problem I thought you might have. So to dwell is a verb. So like I am dwelling. But this is not the verb. This is the noun. A dwelling. A, oh, a home alone. You got it. That's correct. Home alone. Dwelling solo. You're dwelling See, you're where you live. You live in a dwelling. You, um, if you're very sort of, if you're very fancy. This if is my dwelling. Person. This is where I dwell. Welcome to my dwelling. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So mm. we're making lowbrow movies highbrow. Okay. <laughs> For sure. Oh, Home Alone's a classic. Come on. Yes. Well, I think all of these are classic. There's got to be ones that people know. For this game mm. to work, here's the next one. Sun conflicts. Sun conflicts. Hmm. I'm thinking of of synonyms for fight okay yeah. for conflict which would be fight well it's a, not fight a, a conflict yeah. is a really big fight war right yeah something about war sun conflict yeah the, the sun the sun is is what is the sun actually a, a star star wars got it that's good 
Well done. Sun Conflict's not quite as catchy as <laughs> no. Star Wars. Hey, man, have you seen the new Sun Conflict's film? <laughs> Rubbish, wasn't it? The worst <laughs> sci-fi name ever. Sun Conflict's. <laughs> not that they ever say Star Wars in Star Wars. Uh, okay, this one, um, difficult because I'm going to give you three words or maybe four, but the film title that I'm looking for is actually just one word and okay. we're going to get scientific. Okay, the clue is below zero degrees Celsius, below zero degrees Celsius. Frozen. Hey, I thought that would be the most difficult one, but that was the quickest. Or maybe you're just getting better at the game with time. Maybe I'm just getting better at the game. I almost switched off during the explanation because we have been talking for a while and it's quite hot in this cupboard. But I, you're a parent, right? You have kids and everyone who has kids has seen Frozen about as many times as we've all seen all the episodes. Of yeah. Things. Like it's, you've probably had to, and I've never seen it. Oh, I can't, Im you know? can't imagine that. So when you see it, it will be <laughs> for the first time in forever. There you go, there's a, there's yeah. a song from it. <laughs> you won't get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frozen 2, much better. And the music, I, I, in my opinion, is much better than Frozen 1. But uh, so you, but you'll have to watch the first one to get there to the second one. But also good for adults. I would, I would watch it on my own without the kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, good one to learn from as well, I think. There's quite a lot of useful vocabulary it's not it's not too fast talking or anything very okay yeah I've add it to your film club if you like <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll put it to them i'll suggest we could have a disney film theme oh they get to Why they get not? to decide together which film to watch that's, that's course, great, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah good we have, input um, we uh we we discuss we talk about these things okay cool yeah uh what have we got two more okay you've got you've got Five out of the seven so far. So maybe I'm going to stop helping you. I don't know. Pressure. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. Attracted. Attractiveness and the monster. Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Well done. Oh, no, wait. I said you. Okay, you've not. You've got. Okay, now you've got. Okay, whatever. One, two, three, four, five. Now you've got five. Now there are two more. Okay. Returning to the forthcoming. <laughs> okay. To the future. Yes. Wow. Oh, I said it wrong. It's actually return to the forthcoming, back to the future. But you got it right. Well done. Yay. Okay. This last one is difficult because it has the word difficult in it. Just two words. <laughs> Decease difficult. Decease difficult. Die hard. Yeah, wow. You got them all. Well done. Hey, I thought that'd be super hard and I was really intimidated. Um, and it was, it was fun. Oh, did I, did, I, did I come across as intimidating? Uh, yeah, I've, I, was, I was like, oh God, what if I don't get any of them? I'm going to look really stupid. But yeah, you chose films that are pretty well known. So yeah, okay. Um, next, next time I have you on, I'll make it more obscure. Make it really hard. Really yeah, like that, yeah. or maybe I'll like take highbrow films and make put like lowbrow make, make low words <laughs> instead. <laughs> All right. That would be amazing. So uh, next game is about catchphrases. Who says the catchphrase? Who says the catchphrase? Who says the catchphrase? So you've got to tell me who says the catchphrase. The catchphrase, listeners, in case you don't know, a catchphrase is something somebody says a lot of the time or something somebody says regularly and you sort of recognise them through their catchphrase sometimes or people become famous for their catchphrase. So this uh, is going to depend on whether you've seen the show or not, I suppose, right? Uh, yeah. I would get them all, but that's because I chose them. But I'm sure if if some if anybody else put this together, I'd be like, what 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 is that? So some are American, some are British. Uh, so let's see which ones you get. Uh, the first one is don't. Just so that's Homer Simpson. That's correct. Homer Simpson says don't. 
as a, as like an exclamation of as an ex yeah of, <laughs> just like a sound not even a word no it's not a word there you go teaching you not even words today learners not even words okay the next one is from one of my favorite tv shows um but you have to know it i think if you're going to get this one it's hello newman well that's the office the american version because you went on about it for an hour uh, it's at not the beginning of the... it's not oh no you're uh, joking oh. oh no it's seinfeld it's seinfeld, seinfeld. Am I going to give you that? I have to give you a... That's not correct. Because you said the office first. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jerry Seinfeld... I got cocky. <laughs> Too confident. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld doesn't like his neighbour Newman. And every time he sees him, he says, hello, Newman. But not like that. He says it in a way, in the, the intonation of which means, tells us that he just doesn't like him. Hello, Newman. Uh, the classic odd couple in a sitcom. The, the, <clears throat> the two characters who don't like each other. Yeah funny it's true because they don't like each other and then sometimes they have to work together to solve a problem <laughs> and, always uh, yeah always yeah okay here's the next one i'm going to just say it instead of say it the way he says it yabba dabba do that is fred flintstone that's correct fred flintstone from the I wanted flintstones to say, i wanted to say homer Flint, flintstone i was like no there, yeah there is some crossover in those characters isn't there really <laughs> You know, if yeah. John Goodman played Fred Flintstone in a movie, and I think if they made like a live action movie of The Simpsons, probably John Goodman would play him as well. Would play I'd Homer. vote for him. Yeah. I, th I think I think actually the time has passed now. I think he might be a bit too old. Uh, yeah, but yeah, like seven, 70 or something. I what? feel like he's like my parents age or something like that. Uh, yeah. Um, so back, back in the heyday of The Simpsons, I was thinking John Goodman would be good for this. But then I thought, oh, wait, he just played in The Flintstones, so that wouldn't work. Okay, here's a very British one. You stupid boy. That is from Faulty Towers. Ooh. That's not correct. Ooh. Oh, no, it's Same not. genre. Oh. It's like the sitcom, oh. British sitcoms from the 70s. It's from Dad's Army. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's what he says to Pike right, all the time. Yeah. Yes. Dad's Army. Um, I recommend that. Should I recommend it to my German students? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's 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 set in World War Two, and it's about some British guys who are two British blokes who are too old to fight to be in the army. So they are um like they're in what's called the home front, which is like the army, but volunteers who are the army in their hometown. And the the joke is that they take everything very very seriously, but nothing happens in their town. And Except, they're pretty incompetent. Yeah, they're very incompetent and. Actually, sometimes stuff does happen in the end, actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, Spoiler. <laughs> this one is especially for you. Um, how you doing? That is Joey from Friends. That's how can we forget? Yeah. You can't forget because it's on TV every bloody day. <laughs> it's on every channel, every minute of the day, friends. <laughs> Maybe you've seen it. Uh, here's another one that's especially for you because it's French, but it's from a British TV show. It's Allons-y. Do you know who says that? Um, uh, it's sci-fi British. Oh, I am lost. I was going to say allo allo, but it can't be. It, it, nobody said that in that in that series, which is that's another series correct. set during. Oh, sorry. Yeah, set during <laughs> World War Two. It's, it's fine. I know it's wrong. Put yeah. me out of my misery. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I pressed it because you actually said um, something that was true. Like um, I said, uh, "Hello, hello" is set during the war, and I was like, "That's not." Oh no, wait. I'm, I'm pressing. That's not correct because you said the wrong thing. Um, David Tennant, when he is Doctor Who, he says it a lot. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no, I should have known that one. David oh. Tennant went to one of my cousin's schools. Right. Oh well, that doesn't mean you have to like, watch not... every one of his TV shows. <laughs> no, that's true. But I really like David Tennant. Um, so that's sad that I don't know that. Letting letting Scotland down there. Ah um, yeah, Scottish actor. Uh, although he sort of let Scotland down in putting a British accent on as Doctor Who, when it turns out he didn't have to because Peter Capaldi just kept his Scottish accent and it was fine. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Weird. But what is also weird about Allons-y, have I got this right? It means like, after you, like, go ahead, right? Oh, it means, it kind of means let's go. Oh, okay. So, 
So he is using it in the right way. Okay, that was my mistake. Yeah, he's using. Yeah, that's okay. not. Yeah, that is correct. Okay, I would say yeah. Uh, because like when when in, in in France you hold the door open for someone you say allons-y, but it just means let's go. You would you would say no. You would say allez-y. Allez-y. Ah, oh, that's ahead. why that's why I'm getting allons-y confused. Allons-y is is let's yeah. Let's okay, go. so it was okay. Letting my uh, French ability skills on show there. How terrible they are. <laughs> Not bad. Well, <laughs> okay. Let's move on. What about, would you like a jelly baby? <laughs> God, what's that from? Would you like a jelly baby? Well, uh, it's also Doctor Who, but it's Tom Baker when he was Doctor Who. Oh, okay. Yeah, I very, think I have seen those on TV a little bit when I was a kid. They would show the repeats before they brought back like the new Doctor Who. Um, but I obviously didn't pay attention enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah. this is if you don't like Doctor Who, then you won't get that. And all the rest of them are from Doctor Who. No, that's not true. Okay, <laughs> next one. Eat my shorts. <laughs> Eat my that's shorts. Also, The Simpsons, but it's <laughs> Son of Simpson. Who Simpson? Bart, Bart Simpson. Yeah. It says yeah. eat my shorts, and he's saying that to mean like, uh, hmm, how can I say it without swearing? <laughs> what mm. What is an alternative to eat my shorts? Like, get out of here! Like, no way. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty rude to say that. Yeah. Like, but it, if you want to shut someone down, you could end the conversation that way. If you want to shut someone down and sound very um, American and 90s and juvenile, you could say, yep. eat my shorts. Like, hey, do you want to... Um, you should do your homework. Eat my shorts. Eat my shorts. Yeah. Whoa. What a rude child. Yeah. <laughs> Not, not as rude as it could be, but yeah, pretty rude. Uh, what about this one? Very British. Uh, cheap as chips. Oh, crap. Who says that? Mm, I don't know if you... Because you've been out of the UK for a long time. Maybe you wouldn't a get this one. It's time, from a TV... I... Like a daytime TV quiz show. Is it from the Generation Game? No. Um, oh, crap. Was it from... It's from like a, is it from a TV game show? Yep. Mm-hmm. Cheap as chips. I no, it's, I know what it's from. It's from Bargain Hunt. Yeah. That's correct. Cheap as chips. So uh, it's where they, they have to buy antiques from a market and then try and sell them at an auction and make, uh, make a profit. And the host, David Dickinson, uh, if something well, the is. the host at the, t- at the time. Yeah, I think it's changed now. I don't, but the new guy doesn't say that. Uh, the, the, mm. the previous host said it's cheap as chips to describe something as cheap it's so cheap it's as cheap as chips and I'm talking about pommes frites because chips there's that fries, American UK yeah. difference yeah fries not uh, not chips like in a bag very thin crunchy things chips which are potato covered in fat lovely that you eat with, <laughs> my, you eat with um, fish weird bargain hunt anecdote my brother and one of my cousins applied to be on bargain hunt but they didn't get selected, sadly. And I think the episode with them would have been really good. Oh. It was not to be. Yeah. Uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine has been on Bargain Hunt. What do you oh. call her an ex-girlfriend? Uh, like a school, a girl, school you know. girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Without That's me, how popular wasn't. it is. That's how popular People's everyone's... Friends and family want to be on it or have been on it. Everyone's got a Bargain Hunt connection. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do three more. Oh, okay. Just I one I was more say, don't, thing. Don't you have to go? Oh, yeah, in a bit. <laughs> what has it been? An okay. hour and five minutes. Okay, I've got a bit more time. What time is it? Quarter past. Okay, we'll wrap up. Let's do two more and then we'll go. Good. Uh, okay. Am I bothered? Am I bothered? Oh, that's um, Vicky Pollard from... Is it from Little Britain? Hmm. Vicky Pollard is the character, right? I don't know whether I don't know because it's not from Little Britain. It's from Catherine Tate's show. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's a very similar character. It's like this teenage girl who uh, is unimpressed by everything and is is very unhelpful and has an attitude problem with everybody. It's a bit like saying "eat my shorts," isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. I'm bothered. Like what you say to the teacher. Yeah, but I'm bothered. (laughs) So there's there's a weak form. Instead of saying "I," she says. Am I, am I bothered? And that is how we mostly say I when we speak. 
for, like for real yeah it's true I, <laughs> not, not I, just making that up like statistically that is how yep. it mostly sounds i say it like that all the time yes i do you do but don't think about it because then you'll start saying i because you're like thinking about it but I if might. you speak naturally yeah, Damn, yeah don't right. say that here's the last one everybody's dead dave everybody's dead I, and I actually added this one when we started talking about the TV show earlier in the podcast. To, to oh, is, like, that from Red, is that from Red Dwarf? That's correct! Yep. Because he wakes but I up... I would not... Go on. Uh, I would not have thought of that one, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a catchphrase. It's said a lot in the earlier episodes when Dave says, oh, well, let's just call. And then the computer says, everybody's dead, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we forgot about the computer as a character in, yeah. in and of itself. Holly. Yeah. Uh, Holly, yeah. So there you go, everyone. Uh, thanks, Cara, for joining me. I've got to go and pick up my kids now. Uh, I'm sure we could talk for longer. You're such an easy person to talk to. And TV shows and movies is a subject that I could definitely talk about for a long time. Oh, well, thanks, Rob. And yeah, it's a good it is a good topic. More people should talk about it more of the time, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> OK, uh, so I'll start the jingle and say, uh, oh, that's not the jingle. OK, I'll put the jingle in afterwards and just say bye. <laughs> Bye, Rob. Bye, listeners. Wait, I'm going to do that ending again. Hmm. Okay, so everyone, uh, go and check out uh, leolistening.com for lots of tips on uh, how watching TV can help you to learn and to find out more about Kara's film club. Thanks a lot, Kara. See you. See you soon. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Bye. English with Rob.